Hello and welcome to a time of edification with Caruso Ministry. Get ready to be edified and equipped to edify others. Ready? Let's begin. Hello there. Um, good day and welcome to our last track on this series, I Receive My Healing. Alright, um, today's um, topic is titled keeping my healing all right keeping my healing and i know it might sound like a very interesting topic judging by the tone of what we have gone with so far all right well you see there's such a thing as the entire council of god's word all right and paul was speaking to um the efficient church all right in acts 20 verse 26 and it says i'm free from the blood of all men but i have not shown to declare unto you the council or the entire council of god's word so there's an entire council of god's word all right and oftentimes than not we can one of the things that the minister of the gospel must always try to achieve is balance in his teaching. All right. He must always learn to have his teachings balanced up because people are always tilted to the extremes. And that's just how it is. People oftentimes are tilted to extremes. And so as a teacher of the gospel, all right, particularly when you are very loud on God's word, which everybody should be anyways, you must learn to teach it in its entirety. All right. Sometimes your, your personal bias might want to find its way to, into scripture. And so you must have a way of showing people in, in its entirety what scripture says about the thing. And, and to be honest with you, five tracks is so little. All right. Five tracks is so short. Five tracks is so little, number one. And then about 40 minutes is so short per track to really explain these things very clearly. All right. As I told you before, it's just a mini series. All right. And so, um, having seen th things we've seen so far, all right. If this is your first time listening to this series, please make sure you listen to the first four before you listen to this. There's also a reason why I have made it follow this progression. There's a reason why I started with, you know, why is this topic important to prepare your heart? Then can God heal me? Then is he willing to heal me if he can? And then what are the entrances to me receiving my healing? All right. And then now that I've received my healing, how do I keep my healing? So there's actually a progression to the teaching. And so you'll be doing yourself a disservice if you don't try to start from the first track. All right in this series to better understand you know um today's topic so let's just take a um, short word of prayer god and our father we thank you thank you father for this series so far we thank you for hearts that have been blessed in this series we thank you for eyes that see and ears that hear we thank you for hearts that can know by your spirit and father we pray that as we look into your word today we receive insight and revelation in your word every question is answered every doubt is resolved and we are better in flowing in your healing power and even in receiving it in our bodies in jesus mighty name we pray <clears throat> amen all right so keeping my healing now let me start from saying this that i don't want you to get the wrong notion about what this thing means all right when you hear keeping my healing all right if and this is just a basic understanding if you could not receive your healing or heal yourself based on how good you are or how nice you are or how kind you are then you cannot keep your healing based on those things and that's a very good place to start from all right if you cannot keep your healing based on how nice you are based on how cool you are based on how good you are based on how much god likes you all right then you cannot keep your healing that way okay so the concept of keeping your healing all right actually has to do with the fact that a lot of times you find out that a lot of believers really do not understand you know you see a lot of times when people receive their healing and then a few months down the line the same part the same issue comes up again all right, the same issue comes up again. In fact, there are certain people who they always get healed of the same thing again and again and again. And the reality of it is you don't always have to get, you know, you don't always have to come down with this sickness and need a healing and stuff. No. All right. So, and in some other cases, you see people who were healed of a particular condition and it comes back and this time they can't do anything about it because it comes back even worse. All right. And so, and just because there are a couple of common sense things too that believers just need to know. 
Do you understand? Sometimes it's not the devil. All right, sometimes it's not the devil. And it's something I always tell my folks. You see, the, the world is falling. All right, and even man, his body is in a fallen state. The Bible says in you know in Romans 8 and verse 19 that for the earnest expectation of creature eagerly awaits the manifestation of the sons of God. And then he continues in verse 20, he says, For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly. But as a reason of he who subjected the same in hope. So everything is under vanity currently. I'm talking of the the world as it is, alright, is falling. And even the body of man is falling as a reason of the sin of Adam. So you need to realize that because it is falling, there are certain things, there are certain, it doesn't have to be the devil for you to fall sick. And that's just the truth. Now, this doesn't change the fact that whether it's the devil or it's not the devil, you just get your healing. All right. But the reality of it is sometimes we fall sick sometimes just because that's how our body is. And a lot of times we fall sick because of our negligence of taking care of our bodies. And that's just the truth. All right. So these are the things we're just going to look around today as we round up this. Thing. So remember, as I said, it is the whole counsel of God's word. So I'll be wrong to, for example, show you the supernatural aspect to it and not just show you some simple common sense things when it comes to healing. All right. In fact, chances are, and I remember I heard this from a pastor speaking about another, you know, mighty healing minister. And then he said, he said, the truth is, in our healing meetings, he said, about 70% of our healing meetings would be unnecessary if people would just drink water. And I think that was very profound. Now, you know, if you heard that from someone like maybe a younger minister who hasn't seen so much healing in his ministry, you probably think, oh, he's just looking for an excuse. But this is someone who is a mighty healing minister. He has seen thousands healed. And I mean thousands, actually, even millions healed. And yet this man says that like 70% of our healing meetings would be unnecessary if people would just learn to drink water. <laughs> it's just that simple, right? But that's by the way. Let, let's just start. Look at. Let me show you something. Look at Matthew 12, Matthew 12 from verse 43 to 45. It says, when the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walked through dry places seeking rest and findeth none. Then he said, I will return into my house from whence I came out. For when he is come, he findeth it empty and swept and garnished. Then goeth he and taketh with himself seven other spirits more wicked than himself. Can you see that? And they and they and they enter in and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. So even shows, so shall it be also unto this wicked generation. Can you see that? So in other words, it tells you, see, when a demon finds his way, when a demon is, you know, casted out of a particular place or casted out of a particular person, he always looks for a way to get back in. And that's something you need to realize. All right. <laughs> if I, even, even from a medical perspective, right, there are certain diseases that when they happen the first time, even when you are cured, you are much more predisposed to having a recurrence of that disease compared to someone who has never had it before. All right. And that's just the way it is. And, it, and so it tells you that even when it comes to demonic activity, right, such that demons usually find a way to go back in or to get back to where they were sent out from. And this time when they find it, you know, when they find an opportunity to get back in, they don't just go alone. <laughs> All right. They go now with, you know, much more wicked spirits so that it will be harder to send them out this time. All right. And, and that's the reason why sometimes it seems as though when you, you know, um, when, when you, for example, you know, cast demons out of certain persons, it's like the persons are always the ones coming back again and again and again. And, and that's just the reason why. All right. So you need to understand that, that the devil is always going to find a way all right, to get himself back in. That sickness is going to try sometimes to come back in. And what you do is that you put words of faith on your lips. You see, you need to realize that that's your primary, you see, your primary defense against the devil is God's word. And, and it's something people need to realize. It's not even so much prayer because a lot of believers get this thing wrong. I think the primary defense against the devil is prayer. No, your primary defense is God's word. But you can now enforce that God's word you know by prayer. Because a lot of believers place premium on prayer at the expense of God's word. And here's the thing. If you are praying without knowing God's word, how exactly do you know that that which you are praying is what God wills for you? 
understand that you at least look into God's word to know. Now it shouldn't be one or the other. It should be one together with the other. All right. It should be God's word together with prayer. Your primary defense against the devil is actually God's word. You remember when Jesus was being tempted, all right, in Matthew 4. And the tempter came to him, which was the devil. Notice at that point in time, Jesus didn't pray. Because you need to realize, your prayer won't stop the devil from tempting you. <laughs> you get me? Your prayer is not going to stop the devil from trying to um, bring an attack against you. However, your knowledge of God's word enforced in prayer causes a defense. And that's just what it is. And so, when the tempter came to tempt Jesus, now notice Jesus had been fasting and praying for 40 days and 40 nights. And you would ask the question, shouldn't the devil be scared? But now, that's a dis- another discussion for another day. And so, the tempter comes to tempt Jesus. And for, you notice that for each of the temptations that he brought, he, 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 Jesus' response to each of those temptations was actually God's word. It is written. All right? The first one, he says, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. The second one, he says, when he told him to jump down, all right, from the pinnacle of the temple, all right, he says, it is written, thou shalt not test the Lord your God, all right, and then the last one, when he tells him to bow down, you know, he says, get thee behind me, devil, um, <clears throat> only, um, he says something, I'm sorry, I've, I think I've mixed up that part, but he says basically that only God shall you worship, all right, that you wouldn't worship man, or you wouldn't worship the devil, only God will you worship, all right, and so what you see is that the primary, even for Jesus, who is the word made flesh, his primary defense was not, ah, do you know who I am? What do you mean? How can you be tempting me? No. <laughs> His primary defense was the words. And it was the word spoken. That's something you need to realize. The word spoken is actually where it's, it's actually where you can use it as, an, as a weapon of attack. You know, in Ephesians 6 and verse 12, when the Bible says we, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, against principalities, against past, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. All right. And then he now moves on to say, therefore, take upon yourself the whole armor of God. Now, having sp- spoken about the whole armor of God, you realize that. The only weapon of attack, every other weapon were weapons of defense. The only weapon of attack you actually see there is the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And having told you the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, he now says, pray no with your prayer and supplication in the spirit. In other words, it is actually with the word that you war. It's actually with the word that you fight. All right. But then in order that the word can be now, not for the word to be potent in itself, but so that you can administer the word as you should. He now goes on to say, pray in always without prayer and supplication in the spirit. In other words, your primary weapon of attack is the word. However, you pray so that you can properly enforce the word when necessary. Do you understand? That you pray so that you can enforce the word when the word is needed. And so he says, pray in always don't pray and supplication in the spirit. Watching endurance without perseverance and supplication for us. And I'm quoting Ephesians 6, 18 now. And verse 19, he says, and for me, that all trans will be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. Can you see that? So he tells you, the word of God is the sword of the spirit. And so what he's telling in Ephesians 6, 18 and verse 19, therefore will be, pray for me that I'll be able to use my sword of the spirit aright. That I'll be able to deliver it by boldness. Do you understand? Because it takes boldness to stand against the devil and to put out the word as you should and that's really all right is the war is the fight so you need to learn to put words of faith on your lips as a believer learn to speak forth words of faith all right learn to speak forth words of faith don't just wait till when you know something happens and then you speak god's word no learn to speak words of faith look for word, look for um healing scriptures all right verses as you got healing in the bible and keep those things on your lips Learn to speak those things again and again and again. Learn to speak them. And you see, also importantly is this. You, you need to learn to walk in faith when it comes to healing. Learn to walk in faith. You see, whenever hands are laid on you, 
All right. Whenever hands are laid on you, you must always recognize that the power of God has been ministered. Now, even if you do not sense anything in your body, and this is one of the reasons why you, you have to walk by faith. Now, there are times when hands will be laid on you, and generally speaking, you're not going to feel anything. You're not going to feel any shaking, any trembling whatsoever. All right. But you just have to believe by faith that you have received something. Because you see, whenever hands are laid, something is actually imparted. Every single time. When hands are laid, something is definitely imparted. And so you have to, you know, open up your heart by faith. And so, because I mean, scripture says we walk not by sight, but by faith. We walk by faith, sorry, but not by sight. Second Corinthians 5, verse 5. And so you have to respond by faith as well. So when hands are laid on you, for example, you don't feel anything in your body, that's when you begin to speak words of faith and of healing. All right. Oh, I'm healed in my body by the power of the Holy Ghost. Oh, I'm healed in my body. Oh, I know it. I know it. I might not feel it, but I know it. I can do those things I couldn't do before. I can walk around like I couldn't do before. Oh, I can jump like I couldn't do before. You have to learn to... You see, at that point, you know, at the point in time where even before, you know, you 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 walk up to the pastor for hands to believe, you should have been saying those things. Remember, that's how you take away unbelief in your heart and you stare up faith. Your mouth your mouth should be speaking. Oh, I'm going to get healed today. Ah, yeah. I'm going to get healed today. As the man of God lays his hands on me, oh, something is going to happen to me. Oh, something is going to happen to me. I'm going to receive my healing today. Today is one of the best days in my life. So on and so forth. You're going to say those things. And as our hands have been laid on you, 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 you can you can say those words as well. Oh, our hands are laid on me right now. I'm receiving my healing. Oh, no, full of joy, full of aspiration, full of ambition. You know, you're you know, ready to receive of God's power. And even after hands have been laid, and, I, and you'll go back to your seat, maybe you don't feel anything in your body. But right, chances are you will. But even if you don't, you need to still keep saying those words. Oh, I believe I'm healed. Oh, thank you, Jesus, for it is done. Thank you, Jesus, for it is done. As I'm going back to my chair now, I know that by the time I get there, I'm not going to feel this pain anymore. Oh, it is gone and it's gone forever. Oh, I can do the things I, I, I didn't do before. Oh, glory to Jesus. Now, you must learn to keep those words of faith on your lips. That is actually how you lay hold on your healing. Learn to keep those words of faith on your lips. Because, you see, sometimes healings won't always be instantaneous. All right? Sometimes, you know, Jesus, for example, we see in the example of Jesus, a man who was blind. And Jesus laid his hands on him. And after he laid his hands, the man said, I see men as trees. Meaning, now I can see, but not so clearly. And then he laid hands again. So what I let you see is every time when hands are laid, even when the result is not so apparent, all right, something is happening. And that's, uh, that's a way to always, you know, there was never a point in scripture where hands were laid on a man and nothing happened. Even if what happened was not physical, for example, you see when Moses laid his hands on Joshua, and Bible says that, you know, um, the spirit of wisdom or the spirit upon um, Moses was put upon Joshua. Now, chances are if you were actually there, Joshua might not have fallen down. Do you understand? It might not have fallen. Nothing would have happened. But the results of the hands being laid showed up years after. Do you understand? When Joshua now stood in the full authority of his office and led Israel to Canaan. Do you understand? So you need to understand that it's beyond something physical happening. It's beyond the falling down. Now, the falling down is okay. It's fine. No problem. But it's beyond the falling down. There's actually something being imparted. And so even when you don't feel it, that's when you need to learn how to respond by faith. I received something there. As hands were laid on me, I know it in my spirit that I received something there. All right. So learn to speak those words. Let me show you another example. Look at um, um, Luke chapter 17, from verse 12 to 14. Luke 17, from verse 12 to 14. He says, And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priest. And it came to pass as they went, they were cleansed. Can you see that? Can you see that? So, these guys, it was not an instantaneous eating. It was actually go and show yourself. Now, you need to understand why this is spectacular. Because, you see, in those days, I told you before, lepers were not expected to be among congregation. Le lepers were pretty much outside. Do you understand? They were outside the, um, what do you call it now? 
let's just say they were outside the city, all right? And so, for you to be considered clean as a leper, all right, you have to have seen your body that, oh, you know, um, that particular infection is gone, and then you have to go show yourself to the priest, and then the priest, you know, declares you cleansed, and then you can now be brought back into the society. So you need to understand that when you tell lepers, who, by the way, know that they are lepers, you know that they came to meet you as a leper, then you now tell them, go and meet the priest. They are lepers. You didn't pray any prayer for them. Do you understand? So, the lepers walking to meet the priest was actually a crazy act of faith. Do you understand me? It was a crazy act of faith because as a leper, you're not supposed to be in the city. So, what if they had gone into the city, alright, and they had gone to meet the priest, yet they were not clean? And I, I don't know what repercussions they would have had. But that's it. So, them even being ready to walk all the way to go, to go into the city to meet the priest was actually their own act of faith. So, that was as good as them saying those things in their heart and saying, you know what, I know that as I go to meet the priest right now, something is going to change. Something. That was as good as the woman who said, if I touch the hem of the garment, I'll be made whole. Because they had not been healed at that instant then. You know, I'm not talking about the woman, I'm talking about the lepers. They had not been healed at the instant when they were speaking to Jesus. They were healed on their way. So, just think about that. They were healed on their way. So, that's the thing. Sometimes your healing is going to be gradual. So it's not just going to happen all of a sudden. Sometimes your healing is going to happen the next morning. And so you have to keep speaking those words of faith. Oh, hands have been laid on me. Nothing has changed right now, but I know something is changing. Hey, I know something is changing. I know I'm receiving my healing. I know the power of God is going through my body now. It's going through my body now. I know the great physician is conducting surgery without scars in my body. Even right now, I know that I'll be able to do the things I couldn't do before. Oh, glory to Jesus. Oh, glory to God. Thank you, Father, for healing. And then you begin to jump. You begin to shout. and begin to rejoice. Now that is how to receive your healing. That's how to receive your healing. In fact, that's how to receive anything when it comes to supernatural operations. That's how to receive. Alright? You can't always wait to feel something in your body. No. No. You can't always wait. You must be ready to take hold on it by faith. Hands are laid. I've received it. <laughs> hands are laid. I've received it. That's it. That's what it is. Hands are laid. Hands are laid I've, rece I've received it. So that's it. So always learn to be within the arena of faith. Always learn to respond in the arena of faith. You see, do not respond in the arena of fear, in the sensual arena, because that's where the devil is. Bring him to your own arena. And that's your arena of faith. Let him walk. You see, the devil cannot function in the arena of faith. Do you understand? But he, he, he prides in the arena of fear. That's his own place. So don't let him drag you there because you're powerless there. Bring him up to the arena of faith because that's where he's powerless. He can't do anything there. Do you understand? He can't do anything there. So bring him up to the arena of faith and respond there. Alright? Respond there. And you see, Next, I want to say this. You see, God's plan for a man, all right, is not really healing. It is divine health. You see, divine, healing is just an intervention. Divine health is actually how the believer is supposed to live. God wants you to live in divine health. All right? God wants you to live in divine health. You know, I know by the power of God, um, I think last time I took a drug will probably be, I don't know, going to three years now, all right? That was the last time I took any medication, going to three years now. And now I'm still going to talk about the common sense parts to that. But you see, I strongly believe in divine health. Now, I have no problem with drugs at all, actually. If you need to take drugs, gladly, by all means, use it. But you see, I believe so much in divine health. I believe so much in it. Divine health, I believe so much. I believe that you can live the rest of your life, all right, supernaturally healed. Now, that does not mean I don't fall sick don't get it wrong. But it just means when I fall sick, the only, I've decided in my heart, the only thing that will get me cured is God's power. That's it. Now, no, I, have, I mean, I, I know people who use drugs and which is totally fine. But you see, I have problems when you fall sick and the first thing that comes to your mind is a particular drug to use. At least even confess God's word. Do you understand? Even just speak God's word. Just speak God's word. 
Just speak God's word. Alright? Speak God's word. Now that's how you know you actually have faith in God's power. Speak God's word. Don't just be like, oh, you feel a slight pain in your head. Ah, where's that parastamon? Where is that this? Where is that? that? No, no, no. Learn to speak God's word. Now, it's not going to be so easy at first, trust me. But then when you're already used to the instant relief that drugs give, sometimes, you know, God's power is not going to give that kind of instant. Sometimes it's, it's going to give you that instant relief. Some other times it's not going to, all right? But you now learn to enforce the word. And here's the thing. The more you do it, the confidence you get for more times. Just like, now, I, I, now I, I say this humbly, but there are certain kinds of illnesses I'm going to have, all right? It's, it's not a big deal. Just like, like this one we go. Do you understand? I just if I, I'm, I'm even being honest with you, there are certain times I don't even confess God's power because it's so much of a reality to me. I just know this one is going to be done by evening. <laughs> Do you understand? It's not, it's not, it's not a discussion anymore. I don't even see the need sometimes to stand up and say, "Oh, the power of God is working through my body." No, it's it's become so much of a consciousness that I live in it. I just know it. God's power is working, and that's the thing. Now I don't now wait till when I fall sick to say those things. I've been saying it, so the sickness makes me prepared. And that's the mistake that most believers make. They don't begin to speak words of faith and of healing until when the sickness shows up. But the problem is that you have not built your faith up to this point. Because you see, faith is built. Faith is built. You can get better at walking in faith. Faith is built. And so the problem with most believers is up until that time, they have not... And because you see, you need to learn... Hey God, you need to learn to build your faith early enough. Because now it's good that you're using drugs and that's fine. But God forbid the sickness ever comes that drugs cannot fix. What will you run to? But you know, there has never ever been a sickness or an ailment so far that God cannot heal. So nobody is saying drugs are bad, but also respond in faith. Also respond in faith. Also build your faith up. So that at the point in time where a particular ailment or sickness or disease comes, where drugs cannot respond, your faith is ready. Your faith is ready. Now that's how to respond by the power of God. That's how to respond by the power of God. Alright, so divine health is what God wants for his children, actually. Divine health is what God wants for his children. Let me show you some places on scripture. Alright, look at Proverbs 4, Proverbs 4 from 20 to 22. He says, My son, attend to my words, incline thine ear to my sins. He says, Let them not depart from thine eyes, keep them in the midst of thine heart. He says, For they are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. Health to their flesh. So can you see that? So by just constantly feeding upon the word, can be health to your flesh. Health to your flesh. Health. Can you see that? Oh, glory to God. Health to your flesh. Health to your flesh. You know, one of the reasons why I know that I'm not going to die until when I need to, until I want to, all right? It's simply because, this is just the recipe. I'm going to constantly feed on God's word, all right? And it's going to continue to be health to my flesh, all right? And I will just be vitalized. You know, there are certain illnesses or sicknesses or diseases that people believe to happen to certain people at certain age. So they believe that, for example, when you're 70, yeah, it's okay to have high blood pressure and diabetes and so on and so on. And oftentimes, I know, in fact, that's what's going to kill you. And even at that point, even if you die because of any of those sicknesses, ah, it's still a good thing. At least, my body, that's not me, oh. <laughs> that's not me. I'm going to live to a good old age without any form of complications. Now, that, now that's my own confession. Now, you don't have to believe it, but that's just my confession. And it's going to work for me, I tell you. It's going to work for me, I tell you. But for me, I'm going to live to a good old age. Altogether, and none of those sicknesses that people say happens to older people is going to happen to me. You know, the Bible speaks concerning Abraham. The Bible says that his eyes did not grow dim. Do you understand? He was, he was 100 years old. His eyes did not grow dim. Nor did his strength win. Um, nor did his strength win. No. I guess he was a hundred years old. Just that. So me on up until when I'm ready to leave, I'm gonna live well. I'm gonna live nice. And that's just the truth. I'm gonna live well and I'm gonna live nice. Nothing is gonna happen to me. I'm telling you, the power of God is always continue, is always going to move and course through my veins. At the age of 70, I'll still be standing on platforms to preach the gospel for hours. I'm telling you. 
Do you understand? Now, of course, I, I'll put some common sense to it. I'm going to do one, some things or the other and stuff. But listen to me, the power of God will still be moving through my body at 70. At 80, the power of God is going to still be moving through my body. And that's just the reality. Because the word of God is health to all their flesh. It's health to all their flesh. Look again at what David says. In Psalm 103, Psalm 103, I'm going to read from verse 1. It says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. He says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. So he's talking about the benefits of the Lord. And look at what he says. He says, Who forgiveth all thine iniquities? Who healeth all thy diseases? Can you see that? He says, He healeth all thy diseases. So that's it. So, that, see, as a, as a believer in Christ Jesus, it is a benefit that you must lay hold on. God heals all diseases. He will heal my disease. And that's just it. That's one of the benefits of being a child of God. Now, let's continue. He says, Who redeemed thy life from destruction? Who crowned thee with loving kindness and tender mercies? He says, Who satisfies my mouth with good things? He says, Look at what he says. He says, So that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. Oh, my youth is renewed like the eagles. <laughs> my youth is renewed like the eagles. Doesn't matter what year I am, my youth is renewed like the eagles. And that's just the reality. Doesn't matter if I'm 50, if I'm 60, if I'm 65, if I'm 70, if I'm 75, if I'm 80. It doesn't matter if I live as long as 1900, you know, 110, 120. My youth is renewed like youth. You see, I'm not going to be a burden to my children. I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be one of those parents that, you know, children are saying that, we are kidding here, law. That's not me. I'm telling you, I'm going to be able to take care of myself. You know, if my children come around to see me, it's not out of compulsion because they need to take care of me. No, it's that they are coming to have a nice time with their dad. That's what it is. That's what it is. So as for me, my youth is renewed like the eagles. Now, these are the kind of things you need to say constantly. You say them again and again. Actually, they are part of the things that you that are your benefit as a child of God. Alright, my youth is renewed like you. So maybe probably before now you've been, you know, you've been constantly falling sick and stuff and you didn't know this. Listen, divine health is actually your inheritance in Christ. Lay hold on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Divine health is your inheritance in Christ. Lay hold on it. As I said before, healing is an intervention, but divine health is actually what God wants for you. Divine health. So constantly walk in divine health. Constantly walk in divine health. Choose to always walk in divine health. That's me. I always choose to walk in divine health. I always choose to walk in divine health. I always choose to walk in divine health. Healing is good. Healing is for me. But you know what? I'm always walking in divine health. By the power of God. The power of God is moving through my body. It's not just blood that is coursing through my veins. The power of God is coursing through this body. The power of God is coursing through these veins. By the power of God. Oh, in the name of Jesus. The power of God is moving through my body. The power of God is moving through my body. Oh, I'm a candidate of divine health. I'm a candidate of divine health. It doesn't matter what my body goes through. In the name of Jesus. I'm a candidate of divine health. Oh, the, the power of God. God is moving through my body. He's moving through my body. He's coursing through my being. Oh, glory to Jesus. I'm a kind of divine health. Oh, glory to God. So learn to put the word of God constantly on your lips. And you see, lastly, and this is what I'm going to round up this series and this teaching, all right, is use common sense. All right. And, and now I know that doesn't sound like a supernatural instruction, but it is. Use common sense. You know, a very good example, you know, when Jesus went to Jairus' daughter, Jairus' um, went to, when he went to heal Jairus' daughter, all right, went to Jairus' house, and then he raised her up from the dead. Notice that the first instruction he gave was not go and give thanks. No. Give her food so that she will eat. <laughs> Do you understand? Man was made to live, or man was made to live upon the earth by setting the rules or setting principles. God made food upon the earth. God made food upon the earth, all right? And so, man was made to be sustained by food. Notice, Jesus did not say, man shall not live by bread at all. He said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. In other words, bread was actually also made for man's sustenance. And by bread, they just mean food. It's well. It's well. You know, these are just basic common rule things. It's well. There is a reason 
all right why water gives the kind of what's the word relief that it gives it is in god's wisdom you see you're not wiser than god god who made water available and did it such that water will be able to quench thirst now if you believe that god created man you believe that god created thirst as well and so the god who did it such that water can satisfy thirst is not a fool do you understand he's not a fool so drink water stay hydrated Stay hydrated. You know, there are certain, you know, um, um, conditions that happen just by you being constantly dehydrated. If I could example, gallstones. Gallstones. So, just eat well, drink water, sleep. Sleep. Sleep well. You know, there's something that a lot of believers do. And they, and they think it's a good thing. A lot of believers pride in the fact that they are not sleeping well. <laughs> you know, say, ah, you know, for the last, you know, one week, I've been praying. And so, I've been sleeping barely one hour, two hours every day. <laughs> no, you're going you're gonna to damage your brain. You're actually going to damage your brain because it was God who created sleep. Bible says He giveth <clears throat> sleep to His beloved. He giveth sleep to His beloved. Are you with me? So He giveth sound sleep, sorry, to His beloved. So don't don't think you're wiser than God. God created man such that there will be sleep, and man can rest with that sleep. The Savior of this world, God as a man, was in a boat that was trembling, and he was asleep. Can you see that? He was asleep. So man of God, woman of God, sleep. You know, I, I heard this from a dear friend of mine who is also a minister of the gospel. And he, at that point, I think he, had, he was saying, and this was when we were in the university, and he, he was sharing about the fact that the last time he had taken medications was about like five years ago. As a, now, this was as I went where in my final year, I think, care about in the university. That was like 20, 2019, thereabout. And he said the last time he had taken any medication was actually five years ago. Something like that. And he said, it's simply because, I mean, aside the healing power of God, he said, it's simply because when I feel any pain in my body, it is either due to lack of food or lack of sleep, and I attend to it immediately. And you see, ever since I picked up on that, and I started to do that, that was it. That was it. Sometimes the problem is not the devil or something. It's just you not taking care of your body. Take care of your body. Honor God by taking care. God gave you that body. It is a huge disservice to God not to honor God with that body. It's the same goes for people who you know fast and so on and so forth. Now, fasting is good, all right. Fasting is good and it's fine. But you need to also understand that there are certain things that are extremes to fasting. I'm not going to go into all those details, but there are certain things that are extremes to fasting, all right. There's a kind of fast that you can do when you are younger. You can't do it when you hit certain age. You can't. Do you understand? You can't do that. Do you understand the kind of things you eat as well? Don't just be all about junks. Eat good food. Do you understand me? So you see, these common sense things at the end of the day, oftentimes are not, are the things that believers actually miss out on. And that's the reason they always need healing meetings. Drink water. Do you understand? Drink water. Eat. Rest. All right? Now, those are just common sense things, all right, to keeping your healing. All right? Common sense things to keeping your healing. Take care of your health. Eat well. Do a regular medical checkup, right? L let me say something that you might not always hear. See, at the end of the day, cancer is cancer, right? No matter what stage the cancer is, it's going to get healed. But it's a lot easier to stand in faith when you catch the cancer early. And that's just the truth, all right? Now, cancer is cancer. At the end of the day, whether stage one or stage four, whatever, right? It can be healed. It will be healed. Do you understand? But it's a lot easier to stand in faith when you catch the cancer early enough. And why did I say that? Learn to do regular medical checkups. It's not that you lack faith. You are just being in control of your body. And that's just what it is. Learn to, as if now, of course, if you can afford it now, I understand there's many people who just cannot afford that, and that's totally fine. But when you can afford it, do you understand? Go for regular medical checkups. Do you understand? Hit the gym. If you're, if you're someone like me who works from home, who always sits down for a very long period of time, now, chances are, like, man, I'm even a bit different because if you consider my 
like how often I pray, do you understand? And often that when I pray, if I generally, I walk up and down, do you understand? But even with that, I still ensure to go to the gym because it's not just healthy for you. You know, you're always sitting down. For some of you, it's in the office. You're always sitting in the office and then you have a car. So you drive to the office, you drive back home, you get back from home, you sit there in front of the TV, no form of activity whatsoever. And then for some of us, we are, growing, we are getting obese. And if not obese, this thing is having an effect on our hearts, all right? And stuff like that. Go to the gym, stay healthy. All of these things are actually... See, God gave you that body. God gave you that body. And so your honor to God will reflect in how well you are taking care of the body that he gave you, all right? So you have to realize that. So that's just... You know, that's pretty much everything for this series. And I, I really want to believe that um, um, your, that, that through this series, your perspective to, towards God and towards his healing has gotten better, has gotten sharper, has gotten clearer. All right. And you see, I want you to prepare your heart for Carizo, for Carizo Camp Meeting. All right. It's holding, for Carizo Camp Meeting 2022, it's holding this Friday. All right. And as much as possible, if you can be around, do well to make it down. All right. For the meeting. And if for any reason you cannot be around, you can also, you know, stream the meeting as well. You know, I said I'm going to be praying for people who need the healing in their bodies. All right. In fact, I'm going to mention by the power of God to any form of, you know, need. All right. I'm going to mention by the power of God. I want you to listen to this series, to soak it in, to get your heart ready. Get your heart ready to receive because things are going to happen. I'm telling you, I'm telling you for sure. I'm telling you full of faith. I'm telling you full of assurance based on the things that God has told us and based on things that we expect, based on our expectation from him, things are actually going to happen. Sicknesses are going to be healed. All right. Sicknesses that even the doctors have considered, you know, um, have considered, have put, you know, have considered the right off. All right. They are going to be healed. So I want you to get your heart set. I want you to get your heart ready. Let's just give God, let's just um, give God thanks. Just give him praise. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Let's just pray. Father and God, we thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for your healing power. We thank you, Father, for um, light and illusion in your word. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for this series. And we thank you for all the questions that have been answered, all the doubts that have been dissolved. We give you all the praise and glory. And Father, we pray that in the name of Jesus, we begin to function better in your healing power. And much more, we become better recipients of your healing power. And even more than that, we begin to walk in your divine health, even as is your plan for our lives. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Glory to God. Oh, I forgot to say this. So say this with me as we round up. Say, Father, <clears throat> I'm convinced that your will for me is divine health. From today, I stay conscious of your healing power. I stay conscious of its ever constant power working me. There is no place for sickness in me. No recurrent illness in my body. I walk in divine health every day. It's my inheritance. Thank you, Jesus. I receive my healing. I have my healing. I'm always walking in it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Thank you for listening. We're sure that it was an amazing time. For questions and inquiries, reach out to us on carisol.bd at gmail.com. We call you blessed.